1: Phoenix police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 166. Be on the lookout for a gang of safe floors known to be operating in this district. Pick up any suspicious characters seen lording near large stores. That's all. taken the part of a police officer in a great many of these broadcasts, and have heard me tell time after time about our sponsor's product. What stands out most prominently in your mind about Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline? Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment than any other brand. That is to say, in the Rio Grande territory. Yes. Mr. McNear, you've got a detective's memory for details. Do you recall some of the cities that have used Rio Grande-cracked gasoline? Well, Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Fresno, Santa Barbara, San Diego. And and last week you mentioned three new ones. Pasadena, Phoenix, and another town up north. One of Mark Twain's towns. uh, Marysville, is that right? That's right. And the counties? Oh, yes. uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. Good. We mustn't forget Maricopa County, Arizona. Its sheriff's cars serve a third of the total population of Arizona. And then there's Santa Barbara County, Orange County, San Diego County, and many, many others. Mr. Lewis? Well, Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline gives police car performance in any car. Right. There's one more thing you gentlemen might have mentioned. The patented Sinclair cracking process. Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline is the only gasoline you can buy that is refined for this famous process. It breaks up gasoline to finer atoms. Makes it burn more readily, more completely. The thin cracking process is the reason for police car performance. It is the reason for Rio Grande's popularity among city and county officials. To our listeners' in let me suggest you try Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline. See your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer tomorrow. Tonight we take pleasure in presenting Captain John J. McGrath Chief of Detective of the Phoenix Police Department, Captain
2: McGrath. Good evening. The night nice of that calling all cars is a very good illustration of the reasons why three time loser law was put into effect. It used to be that a criminal could go out and commit a crime, and if was caught, serve the sentence prescribed by law, therefore walk out of prison resume his criminal activities at will. And knowing this, they figured that crime as a career was a good living, even there, short interruptions of six months or a year in jail. But three-time loser law put the way different perspective of the situation. When a man has caught a convicted and the judge learns that it is his third offense, that man goes to Falston, and he goes for life. He knows when he goes that he has no chance of a parole. If this law has been in effect, when the chief criminal in tonight's story became to his operation a great deal of time and when he would have been saved. Wanted
0: for
1: burglary by Baker Fields. Sutter County, Dasta County, San Joaquin County, and Utah Police committed and released from state penitentiaries in Omaha and Milwaukee from Folsom and McNeil's Island for robbery and receiving stolen property. Returned to McNeil's Island in 1920 for post office robberies at Anderson and Rip California. Released in 1923 and three months later sent to Utah State Penitentiary for receiving stolen property. is the record of 31-year-old one-eyed John Sagati, when in the spring of 1927 he dropped off a freight train to find himself in Glendale, Arizona. Sadly in need of some food after the long, cold boxcar journey, his first stop is a small, greasy spoon restaurant.
2: Ham and eggs, a pair, Straight up on the edge. a the ham to a warm kitchen. Yes, sir,
1: what'll it be? Cup of coffee to start with. One cup of java. Coming up.
2: Hey, Eddie, how about a little
1: service over here? right with you. There you are, Missy. Thanks. You figured out what you want to eat yet? Yeah, give me a waffle and a couple of strips of bacon, all of
2: Two strips of bacon with a waffle under them.
1: Make that bacon crisp, will you?
2: Find the pig. Is
1: that all you want? Yeah. Okay. Hello, fella. Why don't you come in Uh, just now? With the chances of a little food. Sure. What'll it be? Same old thing. No, not tonight. I think I'll have a little lamb stew for a drink and coffee. Okay. Cooksway
2: Van's on the dinner. Hey, any help? I get
0: a little service another. Okay,
2: George. Sorry to keep you waiting.
1: What can I do for you? Mind if I look at some of that paper, then? Oh.
0: Sure. Here. Yeah. fine. Oh, are
1: making it hot for the bootleggers around here. There's a couple of fellas got a year apiece today. What, for bootlegging? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, can you imagine spending a year in jail for something like that? <laughs> Anybody that's dumb enough to turn to bootlegging ought to be sent up. Uh, what do you mean? there's no big dough on that, rocket. Oh, I don't know about that. Seems to me there's plenty. No real dough. Well, I don't know what you call real dough, but I'd like to have what some of the big ones have made this last couple of years. Yeah, I can make more than those guys ever saw in six months. How
3: do you do it? And
1: I don't have to peddle liquor to do it. Huh? huh? That's my business. Oh, oh. <laughs> that doesn't mean to get personal. Yeah, that's all right. Just forget it.
2: Here you are. Waffle and bacon with a bacon crisp. How's my
1: steel coming?
2: Oh, yeah, I'll look into that. I'll have it here in a second.
1: Well, what does the guy do around here for excitement? Oh, a little everything. Mostly play pool down at the pool hall. Pool, huh? <laughs> yeah, I haven't shot any pool for a long time. Well, I'm going down there tonight as soon as I finish eating. Want to drop in for a game. Oh, well, that is, a if you want to. Yeah, I might do it at that. Yeah, yeah if you want to, you can go down with me. Huh? I'll be through here about the same time you want. Huh? Okay, sounds swell. I don't know nobody here in town. Just got in kind of go for it, which game of rotation. Well, fine, didn't he? As soon as we get through, we'll go over there.
2: Ah, right, here you are. Cooked
1: revenge, right out of the family stew bowl. Cooked to perfection and uh, a whole lot of things I can't think of right now. And a short time later, John Segotti and his newfound companion, whose name he learned is Stanley Borofsky walk into a small pool hall, engage in a round of rotation. During the game, Sagadi seizes every opportunity to strengthen his friendship for Borovsky. And at the end of the third game, when Borovsky suggests it is time for him to go home, Sagadi suggests they have a drink together first. And a short time later, the two men stand before the bar of a tiny species. Well, here's how. Yes, right. <coughs> Uh, not bad, for <laughs> oh, what it is. Yeah, it's the best place in town. Hey, you live here in Glendale, though? Yeah, just long enough to know the town fairly well. You work somewhere? Uh, <laughs> no. At the moment, I'm what you might call out of a job. Ah. Well,
0: that
1: makes two of us. I'm in the same boat. Uh-huh. What's your business? My business? Yeah. What do you do when you're working? Well, huh. I guess you might call me an explosive expert. That is, if you have to call me anything. <laughs> An explosives expert. Yeah. I guess I don't follow you. You mean you go around blowing things up? Look, suppose we just skip the whole thing. You know, let it drop. <laughs> You're a funny sort of fellow. First you make a crack about money over the restaurant tonight, and then when I ask you what you mean, you you freeze up. Now you do the same thing all over again. You, you know? still remember that remark about dough I made, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I'd like to know what you meant by it, <laughs> I'm sort of curious that way.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Well, uh, maybe if you told me your business we could talk better, Miss Perofsky, eh? Well, no, no. Yeah, no. you see. You want me to spill all about myself, but with you it's different. Oh, no, no, not exactly. Oh, you uh, don't want to talk in this place, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, see, look, I got a room up a little hotel. How would it be if we went over there? Jake huh? uh, with me. Oh, yeah, that's I... I don't know just why, but I got a feeling that bumping into each other the way we did was a piece of luck. Check. I got the same idea. Yeah, come on, then. Let's go out of here and go where we can talk without people. Hmm. And a few minutes later in his hotel room, San Liboroski... 29-year-old Russian listens with growing amazement as the he unfolds his ideas on how to make big money without having to sell liquor. It's as simple as that. All you gotta do is be careful and take your time planning on the job. Then when you're
3: all set, walk in and crack it. Yeah, but isn't cracking a safe a pretty hard thing
1: to do? Yeah. I tell you, I can blow the door off one of them and it won't even bust anything. Just open the door and that's all. Sounds easy but I don't know. Never heard of anything like it, before. Yeah, that's because you're green. I'm telling you, there's no one in the country that knows more about soup and how to use it than me, Johnny Cigatti. You know, it's funny how I just figured you out tonight. All of a sudden, uh, I knew we were going to get together. It was, well, uh, just like that. Yeah? Only we're not together yet. How do I know you'll go through with a job with me, huh? I don't know anything about you. Ah, listen, don't worry about me. I won't let you down. I'm not quite as green as you think. You ever been in jail? No. Well, uh, that helps. No busybody copper's liability to spot you them. Uh, sure, and I'm willing to take orders too, uh, up yeah. to a point. I don't know why, but I think you're all right. Suppose we get some sweet, and tomorrow we'll talk some more about it, huh? Eh? I got an idea that maybe you and me can make a nice bit of dough. But first I gotta be sure. About you, I mean. <laughs> Apparently, Barofsky convinces the Dottie of his sincerity. For a month later in a small shack on the outskirts of Phoenix, Arizona. Now, here's the gag. I've got a joint spotted that looks right. But we've got a little bit of casing to do on it before we crack it. Okay. okay. Where is it? On the corner of 10th and McDowell. That pay and take it store. They do good business. As I'm plenty wrong, there's a nice wad in that safe all the time. Yeah, but how are we going to get in? Well, I got that all figured. The cinch. The only thing we've got to watch out for are those merchant patrol guys. That's the first thing you got to do. Hang around until you find out how many of them there are and when they make their rounds. And how do I do that? By using your eyes. Nobody's going to notice you. if you're careful. And if they do, what do you think I got those deputy sheriff's badges for, huh? All you got to do is flash your buzzer and say you're looking for someone. Yeah, okay. I'll go over to town first thing in the morning. That's the idea. While you're doing that, I'm going to see where I can get a little nitro and some fuse. That's all we need the way I do things. Safe full of dough, little soup. My experience, and we'll be sitting pretty. Accordingly, every day for the following week, Borovsky loiters near the pay and take it, keeps an accurate check on the merchant patrolman's routine visits, while Zagotti secures the need of nitroglycerin and uses. And at last, at 3 a.m. June 23rd, a large truck rolls to a stop in front of the store. Two men climb out, walk to the front door. You got the stuff with you? Yeah. Okay.
3: Keep an eye out while I give you this door.
1: Door to the waiting truck. Then, with their prize loaded on the back, they drive out to an isolated spot on the banks of the Grand Canal. And there, Borofsky gets his first instructions on safe blowing. The first thing to do is to take this soap and see space around the door. Like this, eh? Yeah. Hey, sir,
2: we we'll
3: it uh, I told you I know what I'm doing. Now, watch it. That's got it. Hey, will you look at that? Why, just open the door as
1: pretty as anything didn't even make a noise. Only amateurs make noise on a safe job. Come on, grab some of this stone and stuff it in that bag there. Yeah, how about the checks? You're going to take them? Nah, checks ain't no good. Face you from a check. Leave them alone. Okay. Okay, I got all the money there is in there. Yeah, then there's nothing stopping us. Come on, let's go. <laughs> The following morning, back in town, a puzzled store manager stands before the place where his safe should be. Puts two and two together and her calls the police. And responding to the call, two detectives arrive. Listen to his story. I tell you, Lieutenant, it's not possible. I saw that safe when I left here last night, and now this morning it's, it's gone. Obviously. Did you notice anything else wrong before you found the safe missing? Nothing. How about the doors, windows they've been tampered with? Well, I didn't open up myself. But if there had been anything like that, I'm sure the boy who did open would have told me. Uh-huh. Where's that boy now? Why, uh, he's around here somewhere. Uh, yes, yes, that's him over there uh, by the cashier just there. We'd better have a talk with him, Ed. Uh, you don't think one of my own men had anything to do with it, do you? I wouldn't know. But it's a sense that in order to carry that safe out of here, whoever did it will have to get in and out through something, a door or a window. I can't figure anyone boosting a safe through a window, can you? Well, now that you put it that way, I can't. No. Sir. All right. Well, let's talk to that boy. Uh, Jim. Yes, sir? Uh, come over here a minute, will you?
2: Yes, sir. What is it?
1: Uh, Jim, these two gentlemen are detectives. Uh, they want to ask you a few things. Why, okay. It's okay. all right with me. Jim, I understand you opened up this morning. Is that right?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Did you notice anything unusual about any of the doors?
2: No, sir. That is... Nothing except See, wait a minute. There was one thing. The front door
1: seemed to be kind of loose on its hinges when I unlocked it. Loose on the hinges, eh? Yes, sir, only. <laughs> I didn't think much about it at the time. Come on, Ed. Let's take a look at that door. There's just a chance that we'll find some fingerprints. Then we'd better call the station and get a description of the safe room. Start the boys out looking for it. Right. Police start the job of locating one missing safe, hopes to find some clue as to the identity of the burglars. And two hours after his description of the safe is phoned to headquarters, the phone in the burglary detail comes to life. Burglary detail, Wade speaking. Now Wade, this is North, We found the missing safe. Is that right? Where? Out near the old schoolhouse. Good enough. One of the neatest jobs in space out of the safe running I've ever seen. All right, Norris, you stay there and we'll get out as fast as possible. Don't let anyone touch it; I might get some fingerprints. Okay, you. Informed of the discovery, Chief of Detectives John J. McGrath, accompanied by Wade, and Detective Eddie Moore, rush to the canal bank. Make a complete examination of the blown face. But after a minute inspection, they find that there are no fingerprints. No clues of any sort that might self-identify the criminals. The only thing they do agree upon is assistance this is the work of an expert. Accordingly, returning to headquarters, McGrath notifies all patrolmen to keep a sharp lookout for the suspicious characters. Gives orders to his men to round up all known petty racketeers in the city. Try to learn if any newcomers are in town. But after two weeks of extensive investigation, the police find themselves with nothing to go on. No lead at all to the criminals. July twentieth. One month after the Pay and Take at robbery. In a small office located in the Sun Mercantile Company at six one six South Seventh Avenue. Two men conversing low tones. Listen to the high whine of an electric drill. How is it? All right. Just a second.
3: You got the crack soap? Yeah. Off at the top where you're working. Okay. You know I gotta laugh and I think how we fool the cops in this. Thing from the papers last week about the pay-and-take-a-job haven't been done by a gang of Eastern safe blowers, <laughs> and about the police being convinced they'd left town. Yeah, We've got them up a tree all right.
1: more views and return to finish the uncompleted job. But as they enter the office again... Hey, will you look at that?
3: I thought you said you soaked the cracks right. Why, I did. Well, then how come the soup's all run out? Look on the floor. Oh, yeah, I see. If That means we'll have to load her all over again. More time, Roy. Oh, well. Come on, let's get started. you'll we'll get us in we are stand around here. i yeah, Maybe you're right. I'll take some more soap and stuff it in the cracks. Make sure it's in tight. I'll super her again. Okay. Don't drop it.
1: From there, the detour around the federal town in the last reached their hideout. Apparently, despite the slip up, the job has turned out all right. But two days later, in Chief McGrath's office. Now, uh, listen, boys. It may be a wild goose chase, but it's worth it. I got a tip that there were a couple of men living out in that shack just outside the city limits. You know, Maud's place. Oh, yes, we know the place. Now, here's the idea we go out there and we look the place over. If the men are there, we walk in and grab them. What do we grab them on? Suspicion of robbery. Of course, they may not have had anything to do with the jobs, but it's worth trying. Sounds good to meet you. Good. Now, when we get there, here's the routine. You go to the front door, Wade, and, Please. uh, you go to the right side. Okay. Concierge to the left. We'll take charge of the back. They'll probably be in the kitchen. <laughs> Door fly through the air, Marty. It was terrific. Uh,
2: you <laughs> boys are going to get in trouble someday. You're too smart for your own good. <laughs> That's a hot one,
1: eh, Johnny? Marty's just going to tell us how to do a job. Yeah. The cops in this place don't even know we exist. Yeah. By this time, they'll be talking about eastern gangsters and a lot of hooey like that. I tell you, we got things down, Pat.
0: Sure. Until
1: they put you away for a while. They ain't going to put this boy away for any while because I'd let them have it before I got to go with them. What do you think of that, huh?
0: I think you're talking big.
1: Yeah? How about you, Borowski? Did you let him pick you up without making a show? huh? Yeah, but I'll say I wouldn't.
2: And all I can see is you boys think you're pretty hot, but I've seen hot ones before. I know what I'm
0: talking about. Yeah. Now, you guys are what's
2: that? Oh, I didn't what?
0: All right, stay right. where oh. you <laughs> hey, we
2: are.
1: Get your hands up. I will. I... All right, Johnny, you'll keep both of it. Come on, boys. fifty two too. <laughs> What's the idea of in like that? We ain't done nothing. David, any talking you want to do can be done now. Yeah, but we ain't done nothing. You boys are still sure pretty sloppy cracks. What do you mean, sloppy? Just what I said, clumsy, sloppy. You don't know how to super safe, right? Oh, yeah? Well, Johnny,
3: here's the best safe crack in the country. if it had not been
1: it. Oh, shut up, you clumsy fool. Well, please. well, so we hurt the boy's feelings, and he spills all over the place. Well, you can't fit anything on me for that. Maybe not. I have an idea your pal here will talk more after he's away from you. How about it? What? Right? I don't know anything about it. About what? How about those job? Uh, about
0: anything.
1: Uh-huh. I can see that. Come on, get moving. We'll make you talk more about this at the station. And after interrogating Brodsky for less than an hour, Chief McGrath has him sent back to the jail. He brings in Sagarek. Told me the, the man eyes him. Then. Well? Well, what's the him? How do you know my name? Your friend Borowski told me. That's and a lot more. What do you mean by that crack? Simply that I know all about you two. You mean to tell me that that guy squealed on me? I didn't say that, only he talked. What a lousy pigeon. And I showed him how to make some dough. I'm the guy that took him out of the small time. So what does he do for me? He squawks his head, head off. And what can I do for him when I see him, eh? I'll put him somewhere where he can't get a chance to squeal on anybody else. All right with me, Sir But well, if there's one hitch to your plan... Eh? Yeah? You oh. are going to see him, because I'm sending you up for a nice long stretch for those two jobs you pulled. And if you've got any idea that you're going to get out of it, just forget it. Because you're going right where you belong. Florence Florence Penitentiary. <laughs>
2: of the same year, John Sagatti and Stanley Borowski were sentenced to from two to ten years in the Florence Penitentiary. Sagatti escaped from the fair in 1929, but his liberty was short, and he was returned in less than a month. Released on parole a year later, he lost no time in returning to his old habits and in 1930 was arrested in Miami after being shot during an attempted at robbery. Barofsky was also poor, but he had learned his lesson and is now living his respectable life somewhere in the Midwest.
1: Thank you, Captain McGrath. Independent Rio Grande Divas had a good year in 1936. From all over the Rio Grande territory, reports show sales increases for both Rio Grande Cross gathering and Sinclair motor oil and the new year has started off most favorably. For all this, the Rio Grande Oil Company is grateful to you calling all cars fans who have shown your loyalty to the dealers making these broadcasts possible. We hope you will continue to derive pleasure from calling all cars broadcast, and we hope you will continue to derive increased motoring satisfaction from the products of Rio Grande dealers. Rio Grande Craft, the Gasolina Police Car Performance, Sinclair Pennsylvania Motor Oil, and Sinclair Opaline, two thoroughly D Wax de lubricating oil, both refinery sealed in tamper-proof cans. Why not tell your friends about these superior products? We hope, too, you will continue to be entertained by calling All Cars News, that bright, newsy publication so full of screen and radio gossip, detective stories, and other special features. It's about time for a new issue. Keep in touch with your independent Rio Grande dealer. All cars, the cancellation broadcast 166 regarding safe robberies. Suspect this case now in custody. That's all.